Do you find yourself dreaming of owning your own baking business? Then you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Lauren, the host here at the Sugar Coated Dreams podcast. I'll be your guide through this fun world where sugar, entrepreneurship, and passion all collide. So grab your cup of coffee or your glass of wine and sit back and hear stories of wonderful entrepreneurs in the baking industry. Hello, thank you for joining us for the Sugar Coated Dreams podcast. We have some stars in the house. I'm so excited. Everybody that's watching or listening will know as soon as you see or hear their voices who I have with me today. But I'm just going to give it to you two and you can just introduce yourself and then we'll get started with the barrage of questions. You want to go? All right. We are Mike and Karen Summers. And Lauren asked us on here to uh, chat a little bit about CookieCon. We are the organizers of that event. We've been running it for about 13 years, 12, 11 years. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm <laughs> counting in a weird way here, but yeah. And so we've been doing that for a number of years. We really enjoy it. And we've just made a huge number of friends and relationships that we've developed with. It's been a wonderful experience for us. So Mike, I know I've heard the answer to this question before, but some of our listeners don't know. Tell us how you both got started. Karen, I know you were a cookie decorator, but Mike, I don't remember what you did before CookieCon. What did you do? I supported her. <laughs> I love the answer. That's what my husband would say too. <laughs> yeah. So way, way back in the day when Man, we, our oldest is now married. And when he was just a little thing, just a baby, she was a cookie decorating, cookie decorator, worked in bakeries and stuff like that. And at one point she started publishing kind of tutorials and things online. And this was even before the day that anyone had heard the word blog, I think. Yeah. But it was essentially like a blog. We just posted regular content and just step-by-step instructions. And so I was a web developer and was able to help her with that. And then people start asking about the supplies and she would refer people to where she got them. And then she thought, maybe I can start selling these supplies. So we created an online store selling cookie decorating supplies, cookie cutters, food coloring, decorating bags. We had some physical instructional books that we sold that Karen published. And, and so that's know. how we got started in, in this universe. Yeah. So did you have a big storage area in your home that you had filled with all this fun cookie stuff? (laughs) No, in fact, we're in the same house where we started that. And this room that we're sitting in, which I know you can't get a huge scope of it because it's tiny. It's what, 10 by 10? It's pretty small. This this is where we shipped out of. (laughs) Is that right? This was our supply room. It does have a little walk-in closet back here. So that was our big space. Yes. <laughs> and, and then there, there's a bedroom across the hall. We overflowed into that, but this was it for probably the first three or two or three years, yeah. I think. And then we moved into a warehouse after that. And we were in the warehouse for, if I thought really hard, I could tell you, but maybe about eight years, something like that. So. so Karen, how did you even get into cookie decorating? Did you bake with your mom or are you artistic yeah. or how did yeah. you even start? Because when you started, it's not like there was this Instagram where everybody was watching people decorate cookies. No. And- yeah. Yeah. It was, 
it was really new. So I I graduated from culinary school in two, uh, 19. <laughs> it was not in the 1995 is when I graduated. And I came home from school and needed to find my first real job. And I found, this was in the days of newspapers. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm so old, but I went to the newspaper classified section to look for a job and there was a listing for cookie decorator and I was mocking it a little bit. I was like, that's funny. Like I could just decorate cookies all the time. And uh-huh. but then I thought I should go check it out. And so I went and it was actually a franchise of cookies by design. If you remember that company, I think they're uh-huh. still around, but, and so I decorated cookies there and then, and I just, absolutely fell in love with it. I, the owner of the business gave me pretty much free reign of whatever I wanted to do. And so I did that for a while. And, and then Mike and I got married and we just moved around and I took whatever job I could find. And I worked at different bakeries and things. I did wedding cakes and some cookies, but the cookies were always my love. I just really kept going back to that. Mm-hmm. And so when we had our first baby, I wanted to stay home with him. And I just went back to that cookie love and had him make me a little website with the instructions. And that was my just my hobby. It's just I was just putting it out there. I didn't know that anybody would ever even find it. I just was doing it for me because I wanted to keep myself busy and keep show up on your skills. Yeah, I wanted to keep developing those skills without committing to a lot because I was a new mom and Right. Yeah, that's just how it started. That's so interesting that you went to culinary school because, gosh, if I were younger, I would go to, I'm tempted to go to culinary school now, not because I want to do anything with it. I just think it would be so much fun. What prompted you to go to culinary school? Okay, so it was a culinary, it wasn't specifically a culinary school. I was at a college that had a culinary program. And so it wasn't specifically a culinary school. It was a college that had a lot of different programs. And my roommate, I started out in education, actually. That's how I met Mike, (laughs) because he was an education major. We were both going to be elementary school teachers. Oh, (laughs) that's Neither one of us ended up doing that, but but it's how we met. And I decided after one classroom visit to a kindergarten, that was not for me. And my roommate was a culinary student, and... I kept watching her and what she was doing. I was like, that's what I really want to do. Yes. And I, I was afraid to tell my parents. <laughs> and a lot of you, a lot of you out there know my parents because they are huge supporters of Cookie Con. They come every Cookie Con and help. And I was afraid to tell them that I wanted to go off on this culinary thing that I thought wasn't academic enough because my yes. dad's very smart. He's very academic. And my mom too. And So I called them and I said, I'm thinking about changing my major to culinary arts. And they were both just, I think that's perfect for you. Because I had baked and cooked my whole life since I was little. I got my first cookbook when I was seven years old for my birthday. So I had been doing it for a long time. And they were just like, that sounds like exactly what you should be doing. And so that's what I did. I switched to that day. 
my dad was a college professor and we never questioned whether we were going to college because that's how we, that's the world that we grew up in. So my brother and I graduated from college and our youngest son is really smart. He just has this gifted brain. And so we've told him his whole life, God has given you this amazing brain, Joshua. You are so blessed. We can't wait to see what you do with it. So over the years, we'd say, what do you think you want to do? And he would always say very academic things. I might want to be an architect. I might, well, that's great because we don't care what either of our kids do. We just want them to be happy. So one day he came up probably about a year ago and he almost whispered to me, I said, Joshua, what do you think you might be interested in doing? Because he's going to be in college next year. He said, I think I might want to do something in music like you did with your parents. Yeah. And at the time I'm thinking, do you even know me? I love music. I think there's, I'm like, that sounds fantastic. I think he was completely shocked. That you were all in on that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because as kids, we just, we have this desire to make our parents really proud. And sometimes what we think is going to make them proud They just want us to be happy. I just want him to be happy. Same thing with your parents. Yeah. Yeah. And they see, and I see that with my kids too. Like you see what they're good at. And when they, when they start to hone in on that, you're just nothing but excited and happy for them that they're figuring out. Yes, that's right. So let's skip ahead a little bit from decorating the cookies because we got (laughs) to get to the best part, which is cookie con to decorating the cookies. And then what was the conversation like when you all said, I think let's have a cookie conference. You know what? I can tell you the exact moment that happened. We were on an airplane. (laughs) I had been to a few little gatherings at the time. It was, what's the web flicker. It was Flickr was the precursor to Instagram. And there were a bunch of ladies on Flickr who were getting together and meeting each other in person. And I went to a couple of these that were small, like 20 people. And I remember thinking, this would be so cool on a big scale. It would be really fun to get just a bunch of people together. And, but I, I, we were so busy with our online store that I just said, I hope somebody else does it because I don't have time for it. I just, both of us were like, we don't have time for this. And then we were flying. One reason we were busy is because we had a really great regular clientele. Yeah, we did. Little did we know they would turn into our first attendees attendees, at at an event. Plus children, right? Your children. How many children do you have? We have four. And they were probably pretty young, right? Yeah. Our youngest was like, three or four. Yeah. Our oldest was probably 10. 12. It was in 2012. Oh yeah. 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 He was born in 2000. So it's easy to figure out his age. He was 12. (laughs) Our oldest was 12. Youngest was four. And I, so we were super busy. And one time we were on an airplane actually coming back from one of these events. And I said, I feel like we should try this. And we were flying into Salt Lake City because we live in the middle of nowhere. So we usually fly into Salt Lake City and then drive the three hours to where we live. And so we're flying into Salt Lake City. And I said, what if we did something here in Salt Lake City? And he was like, yeah, maybe. And so that started the conversation. And that was in April. We sold tickets in June. That's Uh how we whipped that together. And then the event was... Uh, started November 1st. Yep. So 
Where was your very first cookie con? It was now how many people came to the very first one? About 200. Yeah. Yeah. It was, if I'm being exact, I think it was like 187 attendees. And then we had a staff of maybe seven or eight. Yeah. And Lauren, you've been to CookieCon, so you're familiar with kind of our program. For this first one, we had one ballroom. One ballroom. Everything took place there. And we rotated out what we would now call our core instructors. Uh-huh. And they would just rotate out. The instructors would. And then the students would just stay in that one ballroom. And so it's quite interesting that how it's yeah. evolved from there. And we did open decorating in there. We did everything in that one room and we just kept like swapping out tablecloths. And yeah. <laughs> it was very different from, it was very different, but I also just came across some of our notes and schedule and things from that first event. And it's actually quite similar yeah. too. We've, We've always had it. open decorating yeah. from the very first show, a sugar show. We've always had that. Yeah. We've kept it the same but different. How many people did you hope would be at your first at your first I, cookie? I think con? we just decided on two hundred as a number, yeah. and that's about what mm-hmm. we got. So uh-huh. the, si- the size of hotel that we had, we knew that was about what the number. Of, it was a small hotel, small ballroom, so we were like, I think we could probably fit about two hundred people, and so that's what we were aiming for. When I first started decorating cookies, I started just because I saw I was art. I'm artistic and I was teaching painting classes. And if it, if it's artsy, I'll try it. Mm-hmm. And I saw a friend of mine post cookies online and I thought, oh, that looks like fun. Because I had tried decorating cookies, but these were perfection. Mm-hmm. And I called her. I said, how did you do that? And she said, I took a class online. She said, you ought to do it. She said, it's just like painting, but with icing. I'm like, okay, I'll try so once I get got hit or bitten by the cookie bug, she told me, she said, now you're a cookier. I'm like, oh, a cookier. She said, yeah. <laughs> and you can go to cookie con. I was like, cookie con. And it was in Louisville, which I live oh, in Kentucky. Yeah. So it was only about an hour. She said, cookie con is a conference all about cookies. And I thought, man, that sounds like fun. <laughs> so I went to I had been decorating cookies I don't know not quite a year and I went and it was I I could I kept looking around going gosh all these people are making money making cookies I never even dreamt that was possible yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Louisville was our biggest yeah that's the most people we have to date it was our largest event Uh 950 attendees at that one it was a big one. <laughs> I always like to hear the obstacles that people overcome because as we overcome lots of obstacles when we are business owners. Yes. Can you think of some of the obstacles that you overcame for your when you first started CookieCon? This podcast is brought to you by The Cheerful Box. The Cheerful Box is a monthly cookie decorating subscription that brings joy and creativity right to your doorstep. Inside, you'll find a unique collection of cookie cutters, a stencil, clip art, and a step-by-step tutorial on how to decorate all of the cookies that you can make with the cookie cutters in the box. It's the perfect way to indulge in your passion for baking and take your skills to new heights. So after you listen to the episode, be sure and check out the cheerful box. Don't miss out on this opportunity to receive a monthly dose of baking magic delivered right to your doorstep. 
So visit our website and check it out today. Now let's get back to our podcast. Yeah, there, there have been a lot, certainly. And I'm sure this is true of any business, but growth is always a challenge. How to grow, how to do it the right way, how to maintain the things that are super special about your event or your sure. product yeah. or whatever and offer it to more people. And so that's been definitely a challenge. And we've had things that we thought, okay, we did not do that right. And we have to step back and rethink things. So just yeah. growth has certainly been a challenge. Yeah. A friend of mine asked me a couple months ago, she said, because I have my cookie subscription box and we do it out of our home. And she said, what are you going to do when you grow so much that you have to move into a different area? And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so I understand that you want to grow, but you want to grow within the confines that you have for your life, still being yeah. able to enjoy yeah. your life and your family. Yes. And I think being very aware of what your limits are is really important and saying, we don't want to grow past this number because, right. and that, that was, that's an interesting thing about Louisville. The reason that I remember that was our biggest event and that it was 950 people because we thought that was about 50 people too many. It was just starting to feel like things were slipping out of our grasp as far as ensuring a good quality experience for everybody. And Louisville was great. It was was really great. It just started feeling like we were juggling a lot of balls and am I going to drop one? Yeah. So once once that stress rose just high enough, we thought, let's Let's come back back. just a little bit. So right. The subsequent events have been 900 has been our limit because we just felt like I don't want to compromise the experience for anybody. And we were feeling like we might be stepping into that. Yes, that's great. That shows that you all really care about the experience that you're giving people and just not the money that you can put in your bank account. And we've had years where our wait list was pretty big and we thought we could have 1500 people in the event. And sure, if you have the opportunity, you can grow really fast, really big, but then you just have a really big last event. If it's not a good event, they're not going to come back for another one. People ask us all the time, why don't you just let as many people in as want to sign up? And the, the reason is that we have created something that would be impossible to maintain with a a huge number. So we want to make sure that people have hands-on experiences. We want to make sure that they just have these experiences that feel more intimate and the bigger you get, those are not possible. So that's why we keep it a little bit smaller on purpose. I guess we should tell people that are listening that don't know what cookie con is, what cookie con is. (laughs) (laughs) It's essentially a convention for cookie decorators, but it's also a trade show. It's also a conference. It's also classes. It's vendor hall. Yeah, it's also a family reunion of sorts. People people get together and connect with each other, and so it's a lot of classes, vendor hall, a lot of activities. It's just a big cookie party really (laughs) one thing that i have to correct people on when they make assumptions when i say cookie con they say oh so do you dress as your favorite cookie Uh, no (laughs) or do you share recipes do i get a really good chocolate chip cookie recipe there and i have to say uh, before anything else is an art show 
Yeah. And the cookie happens to be the canvas. Yes. And and right. that that's how I've explained and, it to a lot of people. And recipe sharing does happen and sharing of favorite cookies does happen, but and even some dressing up happens. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, ultimately it's cookie art show. Yeah. I, I think cookie con is where you go to find your people. Yes. Because yes. most yes. of us that I would, and I don't, you would know the percentage more than me, but I would say the greatest percentage of people that I've met anyway that come to Cookie Con are home bakers or yes. very small businesses. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's true? Yeah, it's, I would say it's a high percentage that are like home cottage bakers, a lot of hobbyists. Right. And then I would say the, the people who do it like, full time out of a dedicated bakery separate from their home is pretty small, but there, there are people definitely who come to cookie con who are in that situation. So it's, most of us that are home bakers or cottage bakers, we're alone. Yeah. So you, it, when you go to cookie con and you realize, gosh, there's so many people out there that are doing the same thing I'm doing. One of my very best friends in life is Fressy and Malone, who does sweet treat therapy. And we met on Instagram through this group that we were both in, but we found out we were going to go to cookie con and we decided we were going to be roommates and we really didn't know each other, but yeah. we are now the best of friends because of that experience together. We roomed together all the time. We visited each other's homes and yeah. if there wouldn't have been a cookie con, that would not have happened. Yeah. And as, as I've been to more cookie cons and have made more friends, every time I go, I have a better experience because like you're saying, it's like a family reunion. You you saw this person last time and you haven't talked to him at all. And you feel like you just saw him yesterday. Yeah, that's exactly right. Can you talk about some of the most interesting, innovative trends that you've seen in the cookie industry from when you started to? There, there have been there a lot. So yeah, it, it's yeah. different. And sometimes people will ask, do you think this is it? Do you think they've touched they've on everything? everything. And, and I say, no way. <laughs> it just keeps growing. The things that people come up with and between tools and techniques. When we were running our business, our cookie cutters of which we had thousands coming through our warehouse all the time, were all tin, just the typical cookie cutter you and get. And they were shapes that had been around forever. Yeah, I mean, and, and so we hear about these 3D printers. Oh, so you, you just have it like print plastic and little trinkets and toys, and people are doing cookie cutters. And this idea that you could be at home and say, oh, I need a shape of a train of this size or whatever. You go on your computer and just like you're going to print a document, you print a cookie cutter. It's yeah. crazy. So that's one thing that was not around when we started. And now it's a huge part of the industry yeah. is the right. 3D cutters, yeah. the people that are printing as a business, and also just the people at home with the home model of a 3D printer. I'm not familiar with them myself, but they just print up a cutter when they need it. Yeah. So that's one well, thing that's been really cool to see. We have, I think we have 12 or 13 3D printers and my husband's a systems engineer. So he's very techie. And, yeah. and it wasn't that long ago. It was probably three years ago, maybe four that he said, I think we should get a 3D printer. And I thought, why? what is a 3D <laughs> printer? Yeah. And why do we need a 3D <laughs> printer? And he tried explaining it to me and I thought, 
we don't need that. We It was very expensive at the time. But then I found out that you could print cookie cutters with them. Right. Yeah. And I said, maybe we need a 3D printer. <laughs> yeah. And it is amazing how, like you said, you can decide w- what design you need. And then three hours later, you're holding it in your hand. And yeah. who yeah. would have thought yeah. 10 years ago that would be possible? Lauren, what's funny is I probably talked to about 15 or more couples where the gal is a cookie decorating. She says, I think maybe a 3D cutter or printer might be good. And the husband who might be engineer minded and likes to tinker, ooh, really? (laughs) And then they've got this partnership, whether it be growing it into a business or that they just love having this hobby that they share. Because yeah, a lot of men like myself, they like to get in and see how things work. And it's, it's one thing that has brought a few couples together, I know. It definitely has brought us together because he does, he tinkers with them all the time and he loves that. And if one breaks, I think I would just put a blanket over it and say, bye bye. (laughs) But he, I don't want to say he gets excited when they break, but he's, oh, I get to play around with something and and he enjoys doing things like that. So it's nice. One thing that I think is really cool about CookieCon, too, is you not only help people with the decorating side of cookies, but you also have a lot of things that are geared towards the business side of cookies. So would you like to talk a little bit about that, how it can help someone who is just starting out that might want to grow a business? That's always been a really exciting part of CookieCon is to have a number of classes dedicated to that. It is super satisfying to see people have those aha moments coming out of these classes. For example, that we've had classes where someone will teach you, I can spend like 45 minutes decorating a cookie, but look what I'm able to do through these processes and techniques to get 100 cookies done in about an hour. Right. And and they just use these different techniques that they teach to to do a lot of cookies while they still look amazing. Right. And so those classes are super fun to see people come out of them and and just say, wow, that's amazing. That's really going to help me. Yes. I think it's interesting how no matter how long you've been decorating cookies, you can go and you can sit in on a class and you can glean that one little thing that makes the whole thing worth it. Like the last, not the last cookie con, but the one before I took a class that my friend was teaching and I always look at classes and I think, oh, is there a technique that I don't know how to do? I knew how to do all the techniques, but she was my friend. So I was going to support her and take the class. And she said this one little thing about how to cut an icing bag that I had never heard. Yeah. And it was so incredibly helpful. So that one little tip, which has saved me not only a lot of time, but it just makes my cookies cleaner. I thought, had I not taken this class, I would not have learned that. So you, no matter how long you've been decorating, how many thousands of cookies, you always learn something that you didn't expect to learn. Yeah. If there is a message that I could get out there to any cookie con attendees, potential cookie con attendees, it would be that exact thing that so we'll get occasionally somebody will be disappointed because they sign up and, oh, I really wanted to take this class and this class and they're all full by the time they get in there. And now I don't even know what I want to take. I don't, I'm not interested in the rest of them. And I just want to be like, no, you are interested in the take, like, I'm sorry you didn't get into your first choice. And that is disappointing. I don't want to discount that. But 
take anything, pick one. It doesn't have to be something that you're like, oh, I've always wanted to learn how to do this thing. But I promise you will learn something in some class that you are not expecting to learn. And I love that about CookieCon. I just, it's one of my favorite things. And I wish that I could get that message out to more people. Those who have come to CookieCon before, I think, understand that a little bit better. The newbies get anxious and stressed out if they don't get into the exact class that they wanted. And we've heard that feedback so many times of people that that settle with their choice B and C instead of A. Uh, but they say those classes were amazing. Yeah, I'm just so yes. glad that I took yes. it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because you all know what you're doing when you pick instructors. It's not like you just randomly say, oh, yeah, let's just have such and such in here. Yeah. Any class that you take there is going to be a good class. Yeah, yeah. And even, even not in class, I had one gal, this was in Ohio. She was frustrated because she had signed up for an airbrushing class and then her plans changed and she had to fly out early. And so she was disappointed that she wasn't going to be able to take this class. And she asked if there were any um, openings earlier and there weren't any, it was awful. And I said, but wait, if you have time right now, come with me to open decorating. And I took her down to open decorating. Kat Pilato was doing the airbrushing station. She was monitoring that. And I said, she's going to take care of you and she's going to teach you how to airbrush cookies. And so she sat down with her and just taught her how to do it. And the Uh lady was just thrilled that she was able to do that. So even like open decorating, that whole room is there for that reason. If if there's something specific that you want to learn that you didn't get in a class, you show up to open decorating and you can learn how to do it. And so the opportunities are there to learn whatever you want to learn there. I think my favorite part of cookie con is the mystery shape during open decorating. Gosh, you walk around to those tables and it's incredible. And you see their process, which is you'll see their sketches that they've gone through and their what they've played with. And I love that too. That's my very favorite part of cookie con. I love it. When I was on the Christmas cookie challenge, of course, it was a thrill and it was a memory that I'll never forget. But when I won at the last cookie con, that brought me more joy than being on the Food Network. And I'm not kidding you, because that was voted on. But it gets me choked up by my peers. And when they when you all called my name, I couldn't, I was floored. Lauren, we see a lot of cookies. Just remind me really quick. Which one are you, which mystery? It, it was the octopus. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah, right. that was awesome. Yes, that was awesome. I, I don't know if you're able to edit that in, but if you have a photo, you could edit in during this video. Will, That'd be super cool. Because it was amazing. Thank you. It was just such a thrill to get an award that was given to me by the other people there at cookie con it was thrilling (laughs) and i think often the the people's choice for the mystery shape it's only people's choice just because of the timing on that but i i sometimes think that those the people's choice ones are more touching to those who win because like it it is your peers are voting on that and loved it so that's right 
So one thing I've always been curious about, so I know people listening are probably curious, how do you determine the locations? That must be a really hard thing because I know you have people saying, come here, come here, come here, come here. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there are places that I want to go that we haven't been able to go yet. But it is challenging. It is very yeah. challenging. I'll let you because Mike takes care of a lot. So we, th there's no like set in stone rules, but there are a few variables we always look at. Accessibility, either through airports or driving. It, mm -hmm. People have said, come to Alaska. But <laughs> I don't know. It probably won't happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We love you, Alaska. And, and we've been to Alaska. <laughs> this is beautiful. But So accessibility, uh, we want the hotel to be just warm and welcoming and a good place overall. We like restaurants on, on site, uh, walkability to places to eat and stuff like that. Uh, we look at both the meeting space and the hotel space. And if that's a good relationship, that really helps contribute to a good event because it's not just people sitting in classes. They're passing each other in the the halls and in the elevators. And, right. and so those are a few things that we look at. And other things, of course, are pricing. There's some cities that people said, man, you should totally go here. And we go there and we talk to them. And if we went here, tickets would be $700 a piece. Right. <laughs> Just so the attendees could pay for the venue because it's so expensive. And, and so we look at budget and things like that, too. So yeah. it's, it's a variety of items that we look at. So tell us about the, the next cookie con. I, I can't even, I know where it is, but right now there's so much going through my mind. I can't remember. Right. I'll just yeah, let so you know We're going to have one event in 2024. It'll be in uh, September in austin texas that's right yeah round rock is just out of austin uh -huh. and for those of you who went to our ohio event earlier this year it's the kalahara resort so it's the same the same mm -hmm. company but the property is much newer so it, oh, it's very nice it's they very actually cool. opened during covid yeah it, it, we had some good you want to talk about struggles <laughs> Oh, I, I'm sure. COVID was a big one, but we had a really good conversation with them about their that hotel just got finished right in time for COVID. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's, it's very new and beautiful. It's a beautiful hotel. And we've always had a lot of our attendees from Texas. So mm -hmm. it's super exciting to be in people's backyard. Yes, I have. I don't know if you can see behind me. I have a map of the United States. And one day I put a push pin in all the states where we send subscription boxes to. Oh, cool. And I was like, oh, Texas, Texas, Texas. Texas. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. There's a lot from Texas. In fact, when we were looking at our, we like to just get an idea of where people are coming from to, for every event. And when we were looking at Orlando, besides Florida, Florida was probably the number one. Uh -huh. But I think Texas was right behind. It. There's yeah. a lot of Texas people. So when, how do people find out more about CookieCon? When can you start signing up for CookieCon? Tell everybody all that good info. Yeah, we, it takes a while to put everything together as far as pricing and dates and everything, but we actually just published our ticket sale date, which is uh, May 22nd. Okay. So in, in May, you'll be able to purchase tickets. And well before then, we'll have our lineup of instructors, all instructors, add-on instructors, core instructors, electives. We'll have lots of details up well before then. Right now, there's not much to look at because we're all put, we're going to be putting it together over the next several weeks and months. But 
Tell everybody, or I'll tell everybody, if you want to go to CookieCon, do not wait until the morning that the tickets go on sale to decide that you want to go. You must be prepared. <laughs> yes, especially this one. I The last few events have not sold out right away, which has made me really happy. <laughs> I like that there are still tickets available for a while. I predict that the Texas one next time will sell out on the first day. So yeah, definitely be making plans for for attending and be on there right when they go on sale. Yes. Put it on your calendar. Set an alarm. (laughs) So I always ask everybody the same speed round questions. Are you all ready? Sure. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So my first one is, do you have a favorite cookbook? The best recipe by the, dang it, (laughs) Cooks Illustrated. (laughs) What? Who's it by? Cooks Illustrated, The Best Recipe. Yeah, it's just called The Best Recipe, and I love that cookbook. Oh, I get the best tips. There's nothing better to me than sitting and browsing through a cookbook. And I know yeah. there's a lot of other bakers that enjoy doing that, so I always yeah. like to find that out. And it. then if you could make cookies for anyone, who would you like to make cookies for? Mm. Oh, man, I've been able to make some for some of my favorites. George Strait, Reba McIntyre. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Long time ago. (laughs) A long time ago. So along that vein, we'll go with Tim McGraw. There you go. So you like country music. I do love country music, yeah. That's so neat that you you got to make cookies for Reba McIntyre. She is so fun. I really like her. Yeah. And then my last question is, if you could take a trip anywhere, somewhere that you've been before or just anywhere, where would you like to go? I would go back to Alaska. What yeah. about you? So we had never been on a cruise before anything until last summer. And we took our kids up to Alaska, Alaska on a cruise. And it was amazing. It was beautiful it. seeing yeah. whales and the glaciers and everything. Yeah. It was super cool. So I, I wouldn't mind going back. There. And I'm, I like cold places. I'm weird. I don't like hot places. (laughs) So I would go back to Alaska. We just got back from a cruise two weeks ago. Our son is a senior and he asked if he could go with his friends and their parents were going. So he asked if we could go too. And we said, yeah, we'll go. And so we went on a Caribbean cruise and it was hot. And until then, the last crew we've been on several cruises and I don't, I've never really liked them, but I think it was because I thought my kids were going to fall overboard. So I couldn't relax because they were young. Oh yeah. Yeah. Our kids were older, but that stresses me out. Just knowing (laughs) that you're just that far from the edge of the ocean. It does. And so we had a wonderful trip and we thought maybe we do like cruises. So we were talking about an Alaskan cruise because my parents had done that and they said it was the most, they went on a land and sea cruise. So, did that too. You did? They yeah. said it was incredible. Yeah, the inland stuff is amazing. But I also I don't like the idea of being in the middle of an ocean where you can't see land. That's that makes me yes. really anxious. And that's what I loved about the Alaska cruise. You could see land all the way and it was beautiful land all the uh-huh. way up the coast. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And so I know I should. (laughs) I'm getting ready to be an empty nester. So I need to fill my days with things to look forward to because I'm, you know, he's, he doesn't graduate until May and I'm already cry every time. I. (laughs) 
Yep. So your website is cookiecon.net. Is yep. that right? And yeah, we'll, or dot com. Either one gets you there. Cookiecon.net or cookiecon.com. We'll both oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. And we'll put that in the show notes. And are, are there any last words that you would like to leave about CookieCon or cookie decorating or anything? No, as, as we said before, it's a really fun business to run and really fun industry to be in and community. And, and just thanks so much to everybody who's helped create that because yeah. we certainly didn't do it by ourselves. It's, we Yeah, we feel really lucky to be part of this community. It's just an amazing community. And every time that we're there at a cookie con, it's a lot of work. Cookie con's a lot of work, <laughs> a lot of stress leading up to it. But once we're there, it's just such a joy to be a part of the community and we just love it. And so thank you for letting us be a part of the community. Yep. And thank you all for everything that you do because you make this community better for sure. Well, thanks thank for you. saying that. I'll let you all go, but I really appreciate you coming on to talk. I know that everyone will love to hear your story and love to hear more about Cookie Con. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Okay. Have a good day. All All right. right. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe to the Sugar Coated Dreams podcast on your favorite podcast app. Also, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast. That way, all your friends will be able to find it too. A new episode will be released every Thursday. Until then, remember to keep dreaming big and never underestimate the power of a little sugar and a lot of passion. I'm Lauren, the Cheerful Baker, and your host here at the Sugar Coated Dreams Podcast.